So 2024 is a very important year in the history of the Douglas Rotary Club and I'm delighted to be joined by some of the members this afternoon to have a chat about the history, talk a little bit about what they do, what they have done for the Isle of Man, how they've even shaped the landscape of the island with what they have done over the years. I'm delighted to be joined by Charles Farger, Howard Callow and Ivan Bratty to find out more. I think, Charles, as you are the, the president this year, we should probably come to you first. What actually is, for those that don't know, what is the Rotary Club. What is it all about? Well, Rotary is a worldwide organisation which was formed uh, in 1905 um, in the United States of America. And uh, the idea of what Rotary is, which is really a, a fellowship of, of business people uh, to, to give something back to the community, has spread throughout the world. And uh, it finished up in the Isle of Man in 1924 when our club was created. And when did you get involved? I joined I, about 30 years ago. And what made you want to join the Rotary? What was it? I think it was largely because I knew a lot of people whose company I enjoyed, but probably more specifically because I was aware that Rotary was able to uh, play a part in, in community life. And you really have played a massive part in community life on the island in general. Um, what does it mean to you to be president then this year? I feel... Uh, deeply honoured. Um, I was reluctant to do it, but my arm was twisted. And I have to say, I'm enjoying every minute of it now. And we're now also joined by Ivan Bratty, who, Ivan, we've spoken to you uh, on numerous occasions about your work with the Rotary. Um, it's lovely to have you with us. You're chairman of the Community Committee, and that's something that Charles just touched on there. The Rotary is crucial to the community of the Isle of Man, isn't it? And, and uh, you know, for the various different events, give us a rough idea of some of the, of the events that you've been involved with with the community. Uh, well, one of the... Uh more recent events has been the, uh, the the parish walk that we did around the Arboretum for children under 11. Um, but, I mean, every Christmas we go around the primary schools in Douglas uh, with Santa and Rudolph and, uh, and our sleigh and uh, we meet the uh, reception children at the schools and um, Santa gives them, gives them all uh, some sweets. And as much as we would say that obviously, you know, things have changed with with young people on the island over the years. They're interested in different things now, but they still get excited for Father Christmas, don't well, they? They still get excited for Father Christmas, and it's and it's lovely to see the facial expressions as soon as uh, he arrives in the playground, and they all rush out uh, to see him. They can't wait to climb all over the sleigh. Ivan, you're, you're an elf today, helping Santa Claus. Yes, just just an elf. <laughs> We're here at QA School. Tell us what's about to happen. Uh, well, the, the children from the reception and class one uh, will be coming out to see Santa and get some uh, sweets from him. I've got a question to ask you all. Has your teacher been a good girl this year? Yes, she has. I, I believe it started way back in the early 50s, so uh, it's... Uh, it's been going a long time now. It's, it's lovely to see the expressions on their faces as soon as they see Santa. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. Terry Groves, I remember this when I was a child, growing up at the bottom of Ray Hill. So it's been going for so many years, bringing such fun. It's fantastic. Great fun. Are you looking forward to Christmas? I bet you're going to have a wonderful time. Yes. And what does it mean to you all as a Rotary to be doing this? Well, it's a vast tradition, isn't it, the Douglas Rotary Club, so everyone's delighted to do it. It's brilliant. Hi, girls. Who did you just meet? Santa. 
And what did he give you? What makes a good elf for Santa? Well, you've got to be pretty hard-working, I think. That's the problem. He, he really does make us work all day long, all night long. We've got thousands and thousands of presents to get ready. So he, he keeps us at it all the time. But he's very generous at, on Christmas Day, as he said. We always have a lovely time. Um, but we do work very hard. Who are you going to meet now? Santa. What are you going to say to him? I want Rudolph's bell. <laughs> what does it mean to have Father Christmas here with the kids? It's so lovely, it's so magical. He comes every year and the children really look forward to it. It just brings the magic here. Have you written a letter to Santa? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I only got involved with Rotary when I retired um, and didn't actually join until about 2015 or 2016. And it was only after I retired that I realised I had plenty of time to give back that night to the community. And how much time do, do you sort of um, dedicate to the Rotary? Um, I don't, it varies. Uh, you know, at this time of the year, it's my wife says she she should go on a cruise because I'm never in the house. <laughs> um, but um, you know, during the summer months, it's it's not nearly as much. Maybe a couple of hours a week. And now let's turn to Howard, uh, our third guest in the studio. Uh, welcome to the studio. It's Thank lovely you. to meet you, Howard. Now you're the club secretary, so you you'll have a pretty good idea of the activities the club does. Give us a rough idea of some of the bits and pieces that Rotary of Douglas gets involved with. We are. Involved across the, the whole sphere of the Isle of Man, uh, our youth committee in particular is very involved with the schools and the public speaking competitions that we've been running since 1961, I think they started, and we still hold those every year for the primary and secondary schools on the island. Uh, but we we keep invo- evolving, we get involved with new things all the time. This year we've started collecting uh, mobility items, which we then ship away to a charity in England who refurbish them and send them abroad to countries where there's a greater need. Uh, So that's something that's arisen this year. We've also started supplying compost bins to primary schools so that they can get used to the idea of growing things and recycling, uh, and that's gone down very well too. Uh, But it's quite astonishing the the number of things that Rotary is involved with. It certainly keeps me very busy as a secretary. I'm sure it does. And it's something we were just talking about off air, is that I think that a lot of the island community might not actually be aware of the the breadth and variety of things that you're involved with. I think that's right. Uh, And the reason that I got involved with Rotary... um, was because I, I heard about uh, Rotary's involvement with commemorating the Winter Hill accident from 1958, uh, which resonated with me because my father was killed in that accident. I had no idea until I was talking to a Rotarian, and he said, oh, I'm off to Horwich next week. And I said, what for? He said, well, we go up Winter Hill and we'd lay a wreath. So I thought, oh, well, I didn't know that, and I should have known that. Uh, so that's that got me involved with Rotary, and I thought, well... I should join this organisation because these are clearly good people and it would be nice to be able to be part of that and to give something back uh, to Rotary and the community. And I think you're now involved in in organising the memorial service, aren't you? Indeed, yes, yes. That's uh, be coming up in February this year. Uh, So, yes, we still do that and we still get a very good turnout at the service that we hold at St John's. Um, Every year we think, well, there won't be so many people this year, but... Every year it seems that there's a few more people turn up and it's younger people, it's the grandchildren uh, and next generation of uh, the people who were involved in that accident. And so, it must be incredibly poignant for you, of course, with your your link there. It is, uh, uh, but it's 
it's such a good thing to do and it's appreciated by the families and relatives and friends of people who lost their lives at that time. To, it's To hear their stories, it's still very fresh in everyone's minds. Just following on from that, I had the privilege of going with Howard to Horwich uh, near Winterhill earlier this year for on the actual day that the well, just after the, the, the tragedy happened and it was incredibly moving and what I'd like to say here is that just moving on on the wider um, way in which we work with other Rotarians is that we've got a very close link with Horwich in Lancashire uh, and we work very closely with them um, on, on a regular basis but more particularly it really leads me into as far as Rotary Worldwide is concerned, one of the greatest things that Rotary has achieved has been the virtual eradication of polio. And in that respect, uh, we worked very closely with the, the Bill Gates Foundation, who matches whatever Rotary will um, raise worldwide, he will match. Hi all, my name is Kitty van der Heide. I'm the Deputy Executive Director from UNICEF. And I'm here together with many partners, and that includes our wonderful collaboration with Rotary International. And we have worked together for so long, and I wanted to just take a moment from Dubai to send you my warm, warm gratitude for everything that Rotary International has done with 1.4 million members. And it's not just the funding. It is your volunteerism your commitment and advocacy to not just make sure there is enough resources but advocacy that children are actually immunized against one of the most debilitating diseases in the world and that's polio. Our partnership is to eradicate polio from the face of earth so that children have an opportunity to thrive and I couldn't thank you enough as the UN Children's Fund on behalf of all of those children whose future and whose lives you have impacted as Rotary members, all 1.4 million of you. I think at the present moment there's five cases of polio in Afghanistan and Pakistan and the concern about polio is that it can spread in refugee camps so it's very much at the forefront of everybody's thinking at the moment with what's going on in the Middle East in particular. Um, but. Rotary is very much involved in that and probably is the, the greatest thing that Rotary has done worldwide over, over the past half century. What an extraordinary achievement. I mean, that, that really is incredible when you think of the, the legacy that is leaving and how that is that has transformed you know, the world for us as, as, it, as it is right now, which is incredible. So, Charles, that's fascinating because the, the number of different things we've just touched on that the Rotary is involved with and the new initiatives that Howard just mentioned there as well. I mean, how do these ideas come about then? Is, do, does everyone get to sort of chip in or for what new things you're next going to do? Yes, I think what happens is that it's, it's, a, it's a collegiate um, way in which we, we identify what we want to do. Uh, we're privileged at the present moment to be chairing certain committees of the organisation, but we've got a membership of 50, and uh, it's really it's open house in terms of uh, proposals that are, are brought to us, and we find something that we'd like to do, and, and then everybody becomes involved and is supportive of it. You're listening to a special Island Life programme celebrating 100 years of the Douglas Rotary. With me, Christy Dehaven, in conversation with President Charles Farger, Rotary member Ivan Bratty and Club Secretary Howard Callow. I mean, you each obviously bring your own skills and your own experience and your own interest to the Rotary Club, I'd imagine. Is it such a thing as a typical Rotarian then? Well, I think a lot of people might think that a typical Rotarian might be a boring person of the male species who's probably had their day, but I can assure listeners that that is not the case. Um, we um, 
are a vibrant uh, Young at Heart organisation, uh, which now includes um, a number of ladies. Um, and uh, we are actively looking for new members. Um, we're Young at Heart. Um, and that's really, I think, one of the reasons why we all enjoy it so much. So if you were appealing to someone that's listening to perhaps think about joining the Rotary Club, um, what would you say to, to entice them? <laughs> I, th- I think uh, we have good fun. It's a nice way to meet people, people perhaps that you might not come across in your everyday life. But also uh, it gives you a wonderful introduction to uh, community activities, raising money. Um, and also, as I've, we've mentioned, that the wider world organisation of international projects. We, we will always respond through Rotary International to uh, disasters throughout the world. And we've got that wonderful link that we know that if we do raise money or hand money over, it, it actually gets there because it goes through the Worldwide Rotary Foundation. And we've mentioned, obviously, I mean, the extraordinary achievement with, with polio. Uh, closer to home, then, what are some of the initiatives and, and events and things that we've been involved with on the Isle of Man that you all are most proud of that, that sort of really come to mind? Well, I think the over the years there have been very, very many things, but, but going back in the, in the history of um, the, the last hundred years of the Rotary Club of Douglas, one of the first things of the Rotary Club of Douglas was that it was uh, really it was because of the club that um, what is now Sight Matters, Manx Blind Welfare Society, was created. That was an initiative of the then uh, people who were running the Rotary Club of Douglas. And that's only one charitable organisation which Rotary has played a part not only in the formation, but ensuring uh, the survival of those charitable organisations. We also, over the years, have worked very closely with the Douglas City Corporation now to providing facilities within Douglas. Um, I'm looking at a list which uh, Howard has given me here. But uh, it's... And we've hosted um, conventions on the Isle of Man, which has um, brought people over to the Isle of Man to learn about the Isle of Man, perhaps setting up a business here, coming to live here. Um, And we're we're still actively um, involved in the community. I mean, this year we we did an inaugural barbecue for... um, the carers at Crossroads uh, Carers. Um, it was just an, an event, a fun event for the, the kids that are, are, are uh, you know, active carers. Uh, and we also had some of the people from Sight Matters and um, Man and Cancers there as well, who, who are carers. And uh, that was a great event. And it, again, it was one of those because of, you know, bouncy castles and uh, things like that that were there. And we, we put a barbecue on for them. Everything was, was provided free of charge. There was no, no charge whatsoever. Uh, and they absolutely loved it. And they kept coming up back to us afterwards and saying, are you going to do it again next year? We will have to now. <laughs> yeah, you, you are. You will have to. Do you know, it sounds like you also get a, a, a really interesting insight into every different type of person on the island, mm. you know, from all of the different events that you do. And you really must be learning about the community, which probably makes you feel more attached to it and part of it as well. Yeah, it, it, it makes you get more involved every time uh, you, you, you take part in an event. Uh, you just want to, to, to do another one, you know. I can imagine. And Howard, there must also be an element of the idea of sort of fellowship and comradeship between you all as well. And I'm sure you've made some great friends over the years that you've been in the Rotary. Indeed, fellowship is one of the key aspects to life as a Rotarian. Um, getting to know your fellow Rotarians um, is is a real bonus. Uh, I, the, the cross-section of members that we've got in the club is fantastic. Uh, and to learn about people's backgrounds and their interests, uh, as President Charles said, 
what we aim to do is to have fun, and that's all part of the fellowship. Uh, but it is a very important thing, and that's why we meet every week. Um, not everyone can meet every week, uh, but on a regular basis, it's it's key to to working together and creating that team bonding that's so important to, to being part of Rotary. And have you seen, Charles, over the years with different members that have joined the club, have you seen them change as a result of being part of the club? Yes, I think uh, I think a lot of people will say that uh, Rotary has really helped them um, in in the way in which they conduct their, their own life. I think it's true to myself. I've, I've learned a lot from being in Rotary, uh, areas that I was... Um, not as aware of. I've learned a lot more about, it, particularly on the international international scene. Um, but w- again, I think one of the things which um, is is really very very important as far as our club is concerned is that we do help uh, the community a lot with charitable grants. Quite a lot are done very discreetly, and nobody will know about those other than the recipient. And that's the way it will always continue. But for the listeners, we um, we would welcome. Um, applications for charitable grants which we are able to give they they go through a proper process to see whether they would be um, eligible but we would very much welcome um, a wider knowledge within the community that that uh, we're not just a, a, a private club we're a, we're a community organization which can help uh, individuals and organizations who might be needing a help to provide something personal which they can not access themselves or an organisation or a charity that might need some help for a particular scheme or whatever it might be. So we're very much part of the community. Just on that point, um, just over this last weekend, um, the food bank were in Tesco's and we were asked to provide volunteers. And so we had uh, a number of our members were down the Thursday, Friday and Saturday uh, helping to collect the food. And that was just uh, another event that... um, not organised by ourselves, but we put volunteers in to, to help. And uh, I, I just had an email today to say that they, they collected um, s- something over 230-odd cases of food. <gasps> My word. Uh, and to such an extent that um, they had to finish early on Saturday because they had m- no more space left. <gasps> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That must just give, must give you an enormous sense mm, of well-being, absolutely. being involved in yeah. something like that. Uh, well, Charles, it is a centenary year, so I should ask, how are you going to be celebrating at Douglas Rotary? Well, we've got a number of things which we're going to do. First of all, what I would like to say is that we are in the process now of trying to contact, as far as we're able to, um, anybody who had an involvement over the, uh, not the last hundred years, uh, but perhaps <laughs> their families might have done. And uh, again, if our listeners are listening, if you know that uh, some of your forebears um, in the first 50 years of its existence were involved in Rotary, please get in touch with us because we'd love to hear from you. And we are going to have um, an afternoon tea, which we're going to arrange in March, which is really going to be for for families of former Rotarians to just come along and reminisce. But we're having our our main dinner in May. But probably, um, most importantly, we are partnering with Manx Wildlife Trust uh, in the creation of their Hairpin Woodland uh, Park just outside Ramsey. Um, Howard has probably got more detail on that, but that is our major appeal. We put it to the membership of the club as to how should we we mark the centenary, and it was really unanimous that it was the best thing we could do would be to help create something which was would last for a long time and would bring benefit to future generations and fit in with the Isle of Man's uh, wish to become environmentally 
um, acceptable in the world in which we live. Um, Howard can tell you more about that. Because Howard, this sounds like, I mean, I mentioned changing the landscape of the island. Mm. This is quite literally changing the landscape of the island. Tell us more. It, it literally will change the landscape around Ramsey. Um, so working in partnership with the Max Wildlife Trust, when we first had our initial meeting with them, and they said, well, you know, we've got this piece of land and we could do this and we could do that. Um, I just went, wow, <laughs> there's no option. This is what we have to support. This will be the biggest thing our club has ever supported financially as one single project. But it will last, hopefully, for 100 years at least, so that maybe in 100 years' time, uh, members of Rotary Club of Douglas will look back and say, yeah, they were quite clever, those lads who were, did that back in 2024. <laughs> so it's something I think our club will be incredibly proud of. Uh, it's taken five years of planning so far to get to the stage where we're at, uh, which is, on the surface, not very far, but the building blocks are in place uh, funding is coming through nicely, planning permissions have been granted, the land that we needed to create the park uh, alongside Monks Wildlife Trust's land, uh, that's all falling into place now. So hopefully in perhaps April, May, June, we will have the official opening of that Woodland Park. It won't be finished then, of course, because Woodland Parks probably never get finished, uh, but there will be uh, an opening and it will be the start of a a partnership with Banks Wildlife Trust and the, the Banks Public, I think, that will resonate for a long time, that people will say, yes, Rotary, yeah. They do all sorts of things, don't they? And nature is so important to us, and so it's a public space. What will it look like? What will be there? Uh, there'll be a variety of things. Uh, there will be, for instance, a, I think it's going to be a two-kilometre walking trail, uh, which will be an all-ability pathway, so people can go and jog, they can wheelchairs will be able to negotiate that then there'll be sort of wilder sections with wildlife meadows and ponds and a hide for bird watching uh, we're going to plant 10,000 trees every time we talk to Mouse Wildlife Trust they have a new idea of what they want to put in the area so it, it probably will be the space that will evolve over time uh, but it's it's incredibly exciting and it works in very well because we're a, a biosphere partner uh, became a partner in the biosphere initiative a few years ago uh, and this the park will be absolutely uh, fitting for that. Just just adding on from that, uh, um, we are obviously working very closely with Manx Wildlife Trust, but we're also working very closely with Milltown, and the whole concept here will be that this uh, woodland park will will create a link between the hairpin and Milltown, so that for people into the future, or quite soon, or even now, we'll be able to have a beautiful walk uh, through the most beautiful landscape. We went up in the middle of April, the first time I saw it I think the first time Ivan saw it as well we went up on the most beautiful evening in April and it was just absolutely glorious and we obviously realised then that yeah we've made the right decision here um, and we're really really excited about it We'll have to say it sounds like the perfect way to celebrate your 100th anniversary and uh, I suppose it leaves me to say a very happy centenary to the Rotary Club of Douglas. I mean, what an incredible achievement so far. And when you look at the list, I have a list of things you've all been involved with. We haven't even touched on the likes of Rotary Kids, the Reading Buddies, the Manor Ark, uh, the various charities you've donated to we've just about touched on, help with the guide dogs, of course the Junior Parish Fun Walk and the Winter Hill commemorations we've talked about, the Summer Camp, there 
There is so much that you all do that I think, as we have touched on, most people just would not be aware. So where can we go to find out more about what you do? Maybe even join up with the Rotary or, as you say, apply for some of these charitable donations, Howard? We have a website um, and people can find us on the website. So there's an inquiry form there that you can just leave your name and uh, I will get back to whoever contacts me um, usually within a day and uh, the first thing would be normally for invite people along to a lunch to meet some of the the characters in the club Um, and if that goes well then hopefully over time we can persuade people that Rotary would be a good organisation to be part of. We aim to have fun, but uh, fun with a purpose. That's a great tagline. Fun with a purpose. Uh, We will no doubt catch up with you over the course of this year to find out what else you're doing. But for the meantime, many thanks, Ivan, Charles and Howard, and all the best with your centenary. Thank you. Thank you very much. much.